0: my name is Wizzy Brown
1: and I'm Bryant McDowell
0: and I'm Molly Keck and we're with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service Department of Entomology and this is Bugs by the Yard where we hope to increase your enthusiasm about bugs in the urban landscape.
2: Welcome back to Bugs by the Yard for this um, first episode of 2023. Happy New Year, everybody! Do y'all uh, have any major? What do you call them?
0: Predictions? No. Uh, um, resolutions. Resolutions. Do y'all have any? <laughs> do y'all have any major resolutions for this year? My resolution every year is the same, and that is read more books, which is surprising for
1: anyone.
2: Read more books. <laughs>
1: I'm going to read more books too. I'm going to go to the gym. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to start cooking meals.
2: (laughs) Mine is to, uh, run more. So mine's always to run more, not read more. Um, but I still read. And then my other one is the one that I, I say all the time, like something nice, like every day I'll say one, at least one nice comment to somebody else or, um, and so my one this year is to you know how people say, don't say I have to go to work, say I get to go to work. So that's my goal is to not be cranky about like an evening program that I scheduled myself or, you know, it's all just be excited to be. My goal is to be excited this year, I guess. That's my goal. Um. So what our, our episode is going to cover this week is um, kind of our predictions for what we think We'll start seeing insect wise in 2023, which is always a question that I get at the beginning of the year, or even at actually any time of the year, the media will call and say, what do you think is going to be the big bug for the summer or for the winter or whatever? And I never, ever know what to say because you have no idea based on what weather is actually going to do or what temperatures are actually going to do. So most of what we're going to predict is probably not going to come true, but, um, I just thought it was kind of a a fun subject to do in the beginning of the year to try to think about. And my prediction, I'll start with my prediction first. Um, My prediction is based off of the weather that we've had in 2022, which was extreme drought that we're still in throughout most of the state, and then extreme hot temperatures that we had this summer and all the stress that that put on our landscapes And while a lot of us were aware of it and could see it in our flowers and kind of the smaller plants and maybe more showier plants and the the plants that we really pay attention to, we often, and this wasn't just this year, but it happens all the time. We neglect our trees and those are showy and they are noticeable, but I think we just walk under them and we forget about them and we assume maybe it was there before my house was ever Built And so it should take care of itself. They just do this stuff in nature, but, um, urban environments and wherever your house is, we put a lot of stress on the soil. Um, and we, we take some nutrients from the soil, from those trees, and we put it into our shrubs and our pretty flowers and things like that. So we often neglect our trees. And when, and so my prediction is that we're going to see a lot of boring insect damage in trees in, probably in the summer and the fall of 2023. I don't know if we'll see it quite so soon in this, in the early spring and in the winter time. And the reason why it happens so late is because those insects, beetles that lay their eggs on a tree that's stressed or wounded or something, uh, bore into the wood feed on the inside of the tree throughout the tree and then emerge as adults about a year later so they go through their life cycle and it can take up to a year. So we see the damage a year later and forget what happened a year ago and we want to solve the problem right now but in reality you're seeing the after effects of what had happened and there's really nothing that you can do about it. But I my big prediction for 2023 is homeowners sending pictures And arborists being concerned or other landscapers that deal a lot with with trees in the landscape and asking, what do I do about it? And my answer is always take better care of that tree for next year because you can't do anything about it now.
0: Well, they also need to make sure that they're, I don't know, I always tell people baby your trees if you have borers because you need to make sure that you're actually watering them. I think a lot of people didn't water their trees last year during the drought and so that's leading to these issues now, making sure that you actually fertilize. If you are putting some sort of a weed killer down on your lawn, make sure that you're not hitting the roots of the tree. And then also, because this is terrible, when when people are mowing or weed eating, you know, you whack the roots or the tree mm-hmm. and you get the damage. And people really need to be careful about that when we're talking about um, kind of the oak Oak wilt season, which is yeah. essentially spring and fall here in Texas.
2: It's like basically any time of the year, except for what, January and August. <laughs> right. <laughs> too hot and too cold, supposedly.
0: Right. So if you are damaging your oak trees, you definitely need to paint those wounds and make sure that the beetles aren't going to be able to land there to feed it's damaged and then transferring fungus. I guess my big prediction, and I was actually, I had some forethought today, which was nice. So <laughs> I was looking at weather for the beginning of this year, and the weather they're predicting January through, I think it was March or April, is supposed to be warmer and drier than normal. And so my prediction, I know, <laughs> my prediction is that we're going to see grasshoppers, um, at the end of the year. I mean, definitely they'll be here spring through fall, but we're going to, you know, if you've had grasshopper issues beforehand, you want to definitely start scouting for them early in the year, because typically when we have a warmer spring, those grasshoppers have laid their eggs and those eggs are going to have a higher chance of survival because if we have really wet springs and it's cooler then the organisms in the soil, like fungus and stuff like that can actually kill off a portion of those eggs. So if the springtime is going to be warmer and drier, then there's more chance of those grasshoppers surviving and hatching out. And that just means that they're going to you know, grow into big grasshoppers that can cause severe damage later on. So if you're concerned about that, definitely keep an eye out in the early spring and early spring through early summer. And you want to try to target grasshoppers when they're in that smaller stage, because they don't have wings. They're not capable of flying and they're smaller. it to be easier to kill them and you'll have more options open to you. If you wait until Know, late summer, early fall, where they're eating absolutely everything and they're huge. Way, it makes it really difficult to kill them then. So that's kind of what I think people should be keeping an eyeball on as well.
2: What are your thoughts on those, on the no low baits for grasshoppers?
0: With the baits, um, first of all, if you're putting that out <laughs> you need to be, be aware that you are feeding the grasshoppers and so they're going to be coming in to feed on that bait and from what i know and what i've read on them they can kill the immatures but they're not going to kill the adults um yeah. they are uh, they can definitely work but again you have to follow the labeled instructions make sure that it's not getting wet make sure you're applying it correctly And then also getting it at the right time of the year, you got to get it out there when those little baby grasshoppers are out there. And that way that they're going to feed on it and it's going to actually do something. The adults, you know, they may feed on it, but it's not going to do as much. So you got to keep a, again, an eyeball on the population and kind of look and see what you have. I mean, monitoring and scouting is going to be important, no matter what you're dealing with, what kind of pests or. I guess even beneficials because you don't want to kill your beneficials. So keep an eyeball on it and know what you have in your, the other thing, I guess with Nolo bait, I know that there was problems finding it. It's the whole, the whole supply chain issue, garbage that we see. Cause I was having people tell me that they were trying to find it and they couldn't. So I don't know if that has sorted itself out by now or what. So If you can't find it, then you might want to go with something else. I mean, you could try, you know, like a spinosad or something, because that works on things that chew foliage. So that would work on grasshoppers.
2: Yeah. What's your, what is your prediction, Bryant?
1: I was going to say, well, related to grasshoppers and no, I'm not hoping for this, but maybe we might be in for the mass emergence of, of black field crickets um, that I'm sure, I'm sure those of you, local or
0: the smell just came into my mind (laughs) smell of death
1: yes there is that yeah smell of rotting cricket corpses uh in you know parking lots um those of you who love mcdonald's they love to be on the wall of mcdonald's i'm sure other fast food chains but these guys are going to be attracted to lights at night um and quite literally will blanket you know walls and pavement um inevitably are going to get ran over or ones that die will just sit there. And then it, it's just a big stinky. And mess. they love
2: things that are open 24 seven. It seems like, cause they love those bright lights and then Costco's or, you know, other big buildings that are light colored. They seem to always be major issues on those
0: schools. I've had them, you know. Cause they leave the light on at night for safety purposes. And they have that light colored facade mm, and yeah. they come up the next morning and there's like this ton of dead crickets, like right up against the school. And,
2: oh,
1: you actually brought back a core memory of like in fifth grade walking. I mean, that was always a thing in school was when you have these mass emergencies, right. They, they get inside. And so they would just like line the hallways, uh, and, you know, where the lockers are and whatnot.
2: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, your teacher would be doing their thing and, and explaining whatever. And, and you've just got like cricket background noise, <laughs> um, which, which annoys a lot of people. I must say, I find it quite calming. I like it. Um, a lot of people get distracted.
2: Yeah. If it's one single.
0: I'm that person that if I have to go find it uh-huh. and get rid of it, because I just, I,
2: it makes me nuts. I'm exactly the same way.
1: When I had all my tarantulas, it was I had feeder crickets, and so I would love listening to them.
2: Yeah, if it's many of them, so it sounds like it's outside, I'm okay with it. But one single one in the house, yeah. it's like it's torture.
1: And you can never find it.
2: Mm-mm. You get, well, yeah, you never can. You just you get close always. Like <laughs> I know it's in <laughs> this area somewhere.
1: So silent. Well, another prediction, which it sounds like, I mean, if we have a, a super dry January to April, like you mentioned, I don't know how it will affect the the crane flies, but as we saw, they're already kind of flying out and about in the college station area. So, um, which it is a lot warmer down there than where I am. I haven't seen any, um, but, uh, everyone's favorite, um, do I say like dependable <laughs> emergence, uh, <laughs> We always see um, crane flies, and I think a lot of people confuse them. They'll say, you know, oh, there's these giant mosquitoes, um, very, very delicate, long bodies. They're kind of shaped like a T uh, whenever they are resting on something. Oftentimes, you'll see them uh, in pairs mating. Um, they're not stuck together. Yes. Yes. Stuck together. Um they're not harmful in any way they're not even feeding on anything as adults they've got vestigial mouth parts so their one purpose is to reproduce um and 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 die
0: <laughs> what a life
1: <laughs> what a life
2: yeah i think we're seeing so many of them cuz it's so warm I wonder, we still have like one more month of winter kind of, right? Like usually seems like February is our coldest. So I'm I'm curious to see if we get cooler or if we stay nice. And I think this is comfortable weather, but um, it's kind of scary and foreboding to think what it's going to be when we come, you know, come May, June, July again, because it was it was so hot last summer. It was pretty miserable.
0: Well, and for such a long time, it just, yes. it's just like, we didn't have the spring last year. It was like, right? okay, we went from December, which was like 95 to, you know, which I can't even say last year, last, last year, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how things play out. And when, you know, if we do get rain, I, I would be concerned because usually when we have years where we have lots of, um, kind of like disease transmission, mosquitoes and stuff, that's because the, we get that rain where there's not a lot of other hosts for the mosquitoes to feed on. And so they end up feeding on humans. And so then it's transferring Mm -hmm. throughout us. So if we get rain hitting at certain times of the year, then that might be something else because we haven't really oh, oh. It, it's always kind of there in low levels, but you know, we haven't really had a outbreak like either that or I guess maybe we're just used to it and we don't have the news media panicking that people have out of West Nile or whatever anymore. <laughs>
2: There was a there was there's another disease everyone's more, another virus that's kind of taking the attention away from the mosquito borne diseases right now
0: <laughs> yeah yeah they've got other things to talk about
2: <laughs> right <laughs> which is understandable someone had told me that they had read an article last year in either the times or or Washington Post or something where they were predicting that there would be uh, that last year would have been a big West Nile year, but then it ended up not being that. So I was curious, I, I never saw the article, but I was curious to know who decided that and, you know, like what science was based off of it.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they were looking at specific data like trends and stuff with the patterns of West Nile and breakup and that sort of thing to kind of figure out where where it kind of goes. Like if there's years where we have it and years that we don't, it kind of dwindles off for so many years and then it kind of peaks again. I'd be interested to look into that, but you know, in all my
2: free time. (laughs) Right. So our, our predictions pretty much are based off of weather and what kind of rain we get and how many inches we get. And of course we can't really predict what that's going to do. So time, Time will definitely tell as we move on into the spring. And I think we're all just crossing our fingers and praying that we get some rain. So, to recap, my prediction was tree pests, boring insects, especially, and seeing holes coming out of your trees to indicate that those adults had exited. Wizzy's was grasshoppers and mosquito borne disease, maybe making rearing its head. And then Bryant's was. Um, A cricket emergence, and did you have another one too, or did I not pay attention?
1: I talked briefly about about crane flies, um, but that all depends on rain as well, I guess. Moist, moist habitats,
2: right? Moist habitats, and then and then also, I think it's going to depend on if we get like a big cold snap. If they're all like trying to come out, and then we get a like a good freeze, and they all just kind of because they're pretty wimpy bugs, so they'll you know just kind of keel over and all die, and then we won't see them. They'll try, but they won't make it. Um, do y'all have any other, any other predictions other than those?
1: As far as insects, no, not really with with predicting, right. It's like, you got to take it all with a gigantic grain of salt with a salt lake.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um,
1: Because, you know, yeah, temperature, rainfall, all of those things are going to affect, um, Every species, right? And and of those species, you're going to have predators, you're going to have prey, and maybe one might be successful over the other. Or, you know, if you have a large population of prey items, then the predators are going to be pretty successful, um, you know, and, and then leading into even the trees, like you guys mentioned, uh, if you have really high temperatures, low rainfall, those trees are stressed, therefore, uh, you know, maybe their their defenses are down, so they are more uh, susceptible to insect damage. So everything is not set in stone, I guess.
0: We're going to have our normal, you know, there's always going to be aphids. There's always going to be, you know, butterflies, bees, <laughs> it's like ladybugs, all of our normal insects will be here. But it also goes to show, I mean, this is what you really need to think about if you haven't previously Connected everything is, and it's truly an ecosystem. So, you have the weather playing in and affecting the insects, and those insects are going to affect other arthropods and even other animals. Because if you think about other animals feed on the arthropods, you know, those populations are also then going to be affected. So, you know, things are related to one another, and you got to really keep that in mind when you're thinking about your landscape and your garden and what you're doing because you know if you're trying to get rid of one thing then what else is that affecting
2: all right well i mean time will tell i guess for everybody so um i guess keep your eyes open and take care of your plants and anything else that you don't want those bugs to be feeding on so um thanks for joining us for our first episode back in 2023 and we hope that everyone's year is off to a good start and we'll catch you next time